Uh, let's move on now to the next uh, issue or topic. And as you've heard over the weekend that Gauteng Education MEC Panyaza Lisufi was not happy with the Independent Examination Board for filing court papers compelling government to fund its private business. Now, the IAP says it can't afford to pay for the assessment services offered by the Council for Quality Assurance in general and further uh, education and training Umalusi. Let's hear now why the MEC is not happy with them and whether he will be opposing them in court as uh, we welcome him. Panyaza Lisufi, Gauteng MEC for Education. Good morning, MEC. Thanks for making time. I hope you are well and compliments of the year. I'm well, thank you so much. And uh, the same to you in terms of uh, this new year. So, I mean, uh, MEC, you are obviously not happy. We've heard that. You're saying this is an attempt to force the poor to carry their financial burden. How is this court case an attempt to force the poor to carry their financial burden, in your interpretation? Indeed, because if they can't afford to pay, it must pay. So it must come from the public heads. Basically means that the money that was supposed to, uh, to be used for either township schools or rural schools have to be used for rich children. And that does not make sense. So if this court action uh, by the IEB is successful, what will this mean exactly then? Well, it means that um, the people that are being employed by Umalus to do assessment, uh, remember, Umalus are credit uh, IEB, so they must go and check their facilities uh, in terms of ensuring that uh, the examination papers are safe, the quality of the examination papers, the curriculum that delivered. And people have to go through uh, offices and also schools of, of, of IEP, including facilities that are in Namibia, Mozambique, and Eswatini. So if this case is successful, it means that South African taxpayers' money will be used uh, to monitor education in Namibia, in Mozambique, and in Eswatini. And I really feel uh, it's not fair, but besides, uh, we don't know the financial status of IEP because they're secretive with their finances. We don't even know the organizational structure, uh, which I suspect remains untransformed. That is why they're hiding it. And therefore, if they say they can't afford it, uh, we don't have the basis to check if indeed they can't afford it because uh, the last time they published their financial statements, uh, those financial statements were not publicly made. But they must choose whether they want to be a private institution or a public institution. So if they want to be a private institution, it means they must put the bid. If they want to be a public institution, they must open it declare that they want to be a public institution so that they can use taxpayer money to fund their businesses. Because you can't choose to be private when it suits you and public when it doesn't suit you. And rush to court on a matter that can be resolved around the table. I mean, the, the, the legislation or the proposed policy change that was introduced by Omar was was uh, proposed in 2007, and Umalus have kept quiet up until now, and that's the reason why they're going to court, and they think that the fees are too high, they can't afford those particular fees. And if they can't afford those fees, who must pay? It means that uh, the, the, the only grant that Umalus has received from public funds or from, from, from the, uh, the fiscals, uh, it means that it must fund Umal, uh, IED, which will completely, completely unfair. But it also confirms mm-hmm. the argument that they've been putting up that the country can't afford to have two examination bodies. Uh, it's either we have a public education system or we have a complete new uh, examination system. Because even learners that are writing IEB, uh, they go to the same university with learners that are writing public education system.
they, they share the same lecture room. They share the same lectures in university. So it does not make sense uh, to have this different than many other uh, institutions, except that people are using those institutions to catch up and satisfy their own egos. We need to take a short break. We continue speaking to MEC for Education in Gauteng, Panyaza Lisufi. Uh, let's uh, take a short break here on The Talking Point. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. The IEP is saying that it can't afford to pay for the assessment services offered by the Council for quality assurance in general and further education and training. Umalusi is what we're talking about now and uh, the MEC for Education and Gauteng not being happy with this and the court papers that follow that uh, wa- that, that uh, inability to pay. As they say, uh, Panyaza Lisufi is uh, talking to us now, MEC for Education in Gauteng. So we need to let you know that the Independent Examination Board was invited to be a part of this conversation on SFM, but they declined to join it, uh, saying that uh, they want to wait for the court case to uh, conclude. So, um, MEC, talking about, you know, why uh, the uh, IEB is saying they can't afford to pay for the assessment services, they were saying in a statement that they've issued, and of course they didn't want to join the conversation today, but the statement was saying that the matter concerns uh, fees that go back to 2016, where Uma Lucy had sought to levy the IEB with additional retrospective and uh, unjustified charges according to them. What do you make of that? It means that they can go to the negotiating table and discuss with Umalusi because they are accredited by Umalusi and Umalusi must do some assessment over them. So if Umalusi have already done those assessments and it's time to pay up, they can throw foul and say that uh, they have been dictated and they can't afford them. Umalus have been doing that work for quite some time. They should have stopped Umalus again. If they knew that Umalus was doing this work without them being paid or without them uh, being in a position to afford to pay, you can't allow Umalus to do this work and when it's time to pay, you call foul and say you can't afford. You should have stopped Umalus from uh, executing its mandate. Remember, Umalus's mandate is legislated. Uh, it's a mandate that ensures that our academic standards are maintained, but most importantly, uh, they can uh, indeed confirm that the examinations are free and fair, that there were no shenanigans uh, during the examinations. And Umarus have enjoyed that privilege. So they can't turn today uh, when they've enjoyed that privilege and say they can't afford to pay. Who was doing that work? Why were they didn't stop those people that were doing that work earlier on if they knew that uh, they could not afford those uh, kind of services? I mean, and you say that, but the board was saying that they did try and resolve the matter amicably with Umalusi, and that wasn't successful. So, therefore, they felt that they need to go to the court to clarify legally what fees Umalusi may charge. You still feel, even with that point, that they shouldn't have gone to court? They should not have gone to court. I, I've seen the minutes of those meetings. Uh, there, was still need, there was still a, a follow-up meeting that was needed, and they then rushed to court instead of coming back to that follow-up meeting. In the first instance, the CEO of of, 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 uh, of IEB wrote uh, to Umalusi uh, to request uh, a clarification on that matter. The letter was responded to, and a meeting was requested. A meeting was held. After that meeting, they requested that some documents should be forwarded by Umalusi. Umalusi forwarded those documents. Instead of responding to those documents that they requested from Umalusi, they then rushed to court, which means that they needed that information to justify their act. And we strongly believe that 
the amount that they need to pay it's not hundreds of millions of rents it's hundreds of thousands of rents and if they can publicly disclose their financial status we'll be in a position to be sympathetic to them or not but because they've not disclosed their financial statements and you don't know uh, their financial muscle it's very difficult for us to be sympathetic to them and that is why you're saying come to the negotiating table disclose your financial records make us understand the limitations that you are facing so that this matter can be resolved. There's no need to go and get court to resolve this matter because court cannot be abused on a minor issue of payment for a service that you have already accepted and you use that service. Now you don't want to pay for that service. Mm. We've got a call here, who uh, a caller rather, who agrees with you, MEC. Uh, Arwani in Protea Glen. Let's hear your views. Hello, uh, uh, good. Uh, how are you, my sister? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Arwani? I'm good. I'm with the MEC there. Mm-hmm. You know, if they cannot run their business and now they cannot maintain it, and they must just leave the business. And secondly, let me cite you an example. Mm-hmm. It's like the private hospital. They take the ambulances to, to, to maintain them. Now they cannot afford it anymore. They must come to the government. The government pay for us those ambulances so that they must come out. But the service that they're giving there, they're not giving to the people who don't have medical aid. The private only takes people with medical aid or if you have a lot of money. Then mm-hmm. they cannot be there running a business. If they cannot afford that business anymore, they must just leave that business and take the children to, to private school. Just like us, when we saw that we cannot afford, we took our children to a public school. I've got two kids that matriculated very well, very well from a private school. They are doing very well at the university, uh, uh, getting very nice marks. Right? Okay, we hear you, Arwani. Thank you for your call. Uh, MEC, back to you now. Uh, on the issue of, you know, the, the independent examination bodies in the country and your call that they should be scrapped, uh, we know that there's more than one. It's not just the IEB that we are talking about today. There's the South African Comprehensive Assessment Institute. There's the Cambridge International Examinations, the International Baca baccalaureate, uh, the scholastic aptitude test. So if these are all scrapped, what will this mean for our constitution? There must be one examination for all our children in our country. Why do you have different examination for one country? Why do you have different examination for one country? There must be only one independent examination. And we are saying, even the government one, the government must not set its own examination paper. We need to establish a new examination council in this country where all the examinations will be standardized. If the IEB standard is the highest, or the Cambridge, the Cambridge standard is the highest, then let's write the Cambridge standard, all of us. Because after writing the Cambridge standard, where do those children go? They go to Vets University together, they go to UCT together, they go to UKZN together. There's no single university for Cambridge or single university for IEB students in this country. Which simply means that if they can be in the same lecture room, definitely they can be in the same metric exam. And that's our argument. We just need an indep- a new independent examination council in this country that will set the paper, adjudicate that paper, and ensure that it's a, a higher standard that can match uh, international standards. That's what we need. These other many other bodies that are setting their own examination, we really believe uh, that doing this uh, 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 at the expense of quality in our country. And it's very important, therefore, uh, that we, we, we find a new process of having a new common council that adjudicates on examinations in this country. Because the same teachers that are, in, are going to, 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 to write an IEB examination are going to teach the same learners in the township or in the former modern schools or in other schools. So there's no separation 
they're going to the same economy. So we can't just have this many councils or examination councils for the sake of having that. Actually, this court case confirms that. They can't even afford uh, to pay for, 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 for quality. They can't even afford uh, uh, to ensure that everything is done properly. So if they don't want quality and if they don't want to be monitored, it means that anyone can go there and write an examination that is not appropriately adjudicated. And that's going to be a dangerous pattern that you can't afford in this country. Well, we've got a, a voice note uh, for this uh, very topic, MEC. Let's take a listen. Good afternoon to you, the listeners, and your distinguished guest, Mr. Panyasa Lusufi. Sir, the position you currently hold does not reveal your potential. You should be the Minister of Education. That's where we need you. Thank you from Chapter 2. All right, so Chapter 2 in agreement with you and saying that you actually need to be the general minister for the country for education. So you've got uh, these two that uh, these two listeners so far who are on your side, uh, um, MEC. You also have uh, the intention to raise this matter through the uh, proper structures of the ruling party uh, as, you, uh, as the party prepares for its National General Council later this year. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I think we're going to raise it at the National General Council. We're also going to raise it in our provincial conference here in Gauteng. And by the time we go to the National General Council, we really believe this country deserves to have one independent examination council. We don't need so many bodies that are writing examinations that are different. We need to have one standard for the country and all children or all learners in, the, in this country, South Africa, they must write one common examination. There must be no examination for the rich and examination for the rest. There must be one examination for all of us. As I said earlier on, all these children go to the same university. They go to the same lecture room. Why should they write different examinations? Let's uh, uh, welcome Kalanga now, who's calling us from Nelspreet. Hi, Kalanga. How are you? Good, thank I'm you. I'm trying. How are you? I'm good. I'm okay. Compliments of the new year. I don't want to wait up until March and April. <laughs> Compliments, <Thanks>. brother. <laughs> Okay, uh, MEC, I concur with you there. Currently, if you are an educator, uh, regardless on whether or not you are in private uh, school or public school, you are registered with South African Council of Educators. It has always puzzled me as to why, when it comes to uh, examination, you've got these myriad and multiple examination bodies, which in my view are useless. I agree with you there. They must all be scrapped, have one standard uh, quality assurer which sets all the exams for the rich, for the poor, for, for public schools and for private schools. Furthermore, uh, if you look at uh, accounting graduates, they write one examination board from, the, from different universities. How come at uh, the GET and FET level, you will find that there are different examinations uh, which are written while uh, the candidates uh, are, are going to the same destination, which is uh, the same universities. It has always puzzled me, and I'm happy that uh, you are taking the bull by its horns. This issue must be taken up to the Constitutional Court. I am with you there. You are on the man. Thank you, uh, Kalanka. Let's welcome Putana in uh, Rosebank. Good morning. Morning, morning. Yes, Putana. Uh, the Sufi, you are on Wait. point. I agree with you. I, I disagree with you some, um, two or 
or one thing. But on this one, those people must pay. They are a private organization. They are generating income on that. Who, who are they expecting to, to get money from? They must pay. I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you know, Lissoufi, we are one of the sincere, oh, sincere people in the ANC. If we can have, get about 50% of the people that are sincere like you in the ANC, I'm sure you'll get far. But now the problem is, uh, one, anyone that you can meet in the ANC is either is a crook or is a rapist. That's a problem. You guys need to sort out that thing as well. Thank you for your call, uh, Putana then Rosebank. All right, so so far that's what you have to say on this issue. Uh, minister, we know that, I'm sorry, MEC, uh, Chapter 2 there was saying that you need to be a minister, now he's confusing me. <laughs> uh, you, you, we know that the papers were filed on the 17th of December 2020. When do we expect uh, this matter to be heard in court? Do we know? As you say, I'm arguing that must not even go to court, so I will hope the parties would have uh, listened to our arguments and they'll find each other. And we throw the matter from court and sit around the table and resolve it. All right, let's just take one more caller, the last one. Uh, Itu Meleng, you're calling us from Mahiking. Hi, Asanda, how are you? I'm good, thanks, how are you? I'm good. Asanda, MEC, I agree with him 100%. He is advocating a cornerstone of radical economic transformation. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. I sent my, my daughter to a private school. Mm-hmm. When she finished grade 12, when she was supposed to go to university, she had to do a bridging something, something for two years before she qualifies. Even these model C schools are not similar in standard in terms of a public school because a kid who completed her grade 12 goes direct to university and she got accepted. But my daughter from an international school of South Africa, writing a Cambridge curriculum, she had to spend another year before she can be admitted in the, in the, in, in the university. It's problematic. The second thing is that... I, I want to, to pose a specific question to the MEC, and he must answer this question before he leaves. Is he afraid to leave his comfort zone because he wants to be at national level? Thank you, Asanda. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Itumeleng. Uh, okay, so that's the last call we're taking, MEC, but we do have some voice notes. I don't know if you want to respond to that question of are you afraid of uh, moving from MEC to minister? <laughs> it's not my call, it's, a, it's, a, it's people's call, so it's not my choice. Uh, wherever that I'm deployed, even if I can be deployed to go to the army or to police or to agriculture, I'll do so. Because I really believe our country uh, must prosper. It's a beautiful country. We need to shape it for our children. We must be proud to live a beautiful country for our children rather than where we are now, where we are scared, whether we're going to have a proper country for our own children. All right. Well, let's actually leave it there because uh, the voice notes are actually on other topics we covered in the show. Thank Thank you you. for your time again. Gauteng uh, MEC for Education, Panyaza Lesufi joining us. As we said, the IEB did decline to join the conversation. We did extend the invite to them. They want to wait for the court issue first and uh, maybe then we'll be able to get their view after that if it does happen. So stay with us here on The Talking Point and we'll take more of your voice notes. It's 11.35, that's our time. And uh, you can still send those voice notes via our WhatsApp number, which is 61 107. You can call in on 011 714 2006. And as you know,